Entonces. Lordy, Lordy, what a day, man. Oh, welcome to the weekly drive. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking all about, oh, I'm all out of sorts. What are we talking about? Good versus bad foods. There we go. Good versus bad foods. Now, before we get going, I apologize if I am a little flustered and a little scatterbrained, at least more than usual. Um, getting my car worked on okay because i am now officially the owner of my car woohoo officially paid off and figured i get the brakes fixed get a leak looked at so just want to make sure it's good to go i got 115,000 on it i want to make it to 200 so being a good car owner Let's go get it fixed. Let's do that and get a call today. Hey, uh, the wrong brake pads were delivered. So you're going to have to wait till Monday, bud. So here we, oops, sorry if that messed up the audio. Here we are in Kathy Fitzsimmons's automobile. Okay. My mother generously loaned me her car. So that's where podcasting from today. So if you can see on YouTube that this car is a lot more well-kept and neater, that's why. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, let's see, any updates so far? Um, first off, I hope anybody, GF, any GFP clients, I hope you guys made it to Puppies and Pilates. Unfortunately, because of that car thing, I could not. So it looked like a whole lot of fun. Um, and anybody listening who is not in New Jersey or wherever you're at, I hope you have something near you that is somewhat related to that, like puppies and Pilates or goat yoga or whatever, because I know for this event, a lot of dogs got a lot of eyes on them and potentially their new forever homes, their new parents. And as someone who has owned rescue pets or rescue animals, okay, can't stress it enough if you are gonna buy a dog please adopt don't shop um a lot of great dogs out there um so yeah okay now we're out of bumper to bumper traffic here we go on to the shore uh i think that was every update so far oh almost forgot about a big one coming up okay i haven't really set a date yet want to get see where the interest level is at coming up i got a end of summer maybe it'll just be a kickoff to fall challenge now this challenge is going to be a little bit different okay this one's going to have a little bit more incentive okay this challenge that's going to be coming up is going to be basically you put the money down. And if you complete the challenge, if you follow it to a T, check all the boxes, make sure you do everything right for those 30 days, you get your money back. So potentially a free challenge. There's no reason not to do it. So 
be on the lookout. I'm thinking beginning of August, maybe the end of August. We shall see. Okay. If you have any interest in it, reach out to me. I'll let you know. Now, if you can't wait, there is another thing that is going to be offered. Okay. The triple T. Okay. The T T T. That is the two week. What is it? The <laughs> I already messed it up. <laughs> the two week trial time. Crap, is it that? <laughs> it sounded so good in my head and it just came out so poorly. Um, basically, it's a two week free trial. Okay. That is for the online coaching. Now, if you've been a little unsure of the whole process and you kind of want to get a feel for it before committing, Okay, I completely get it. I'm king of free trial periods. I will do at least three to four trial periods before before doing before committing to any service at all. Or if it's fantastic, like right away, then yeah, I'll jump on it. There have been a few select one of those, like the carbon diet coach that I use right now for my calories. That was an automatic, like yes, please. Um, but yeah, if you want to take uh, advantage of that two-week free trial period, okay, reach out to me at coachfits1 at gmail.com, or you could just go directly to the Coach Fits website and fill out a coaching application, okay, and there will be a box to check off two, or yeah, I think it's already up, two-week trial period. Now, you know what? Screw the button. Everybody gets a trial. You get a trial. You get a trial, okay? Screw the button. Everybody's going to get a two-week free trial just to test it out. Um, but if you say, hey, I heard you on your podcast, I'll just give you the whole month free. Let's do that. Made up my mind. It's been said. It's going to be done. If you're a podcast listener, one free month for you. All right. Enough of that promoting crap. I hate selling. I just like doing the information. So let's get to that. Okay. Today, we're going to be talking all about bad versus good foods. Now, when it comes to good versus bad, there really is no concrete definition, like what's clean, what's bad, what's good. Like, the, what are we looking for in food? Like, at the end of the day, food is food. That's all it is. It's something you ingest that has calories. Now, I know a lot of people are probably like, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not all just calories, man. There's other stuff in there. Okay, it affects your body. Yes, yes, I know. Okay, now I'm talking bare bones. If we were only talking about calories, if you take in a certain amount of calories, your body has a certain limit where if you don't eat enough, you're going to lose weight. If you eat too much, you're going to gain weight. And if you eat just the right amount, you're going to kind of float between like three to five pounds and it's never really going to change because that's normal. That's maintenance. You just float in a range. You don't stay at the exact same weight. You just go like three, five, maybe even 10 pounds, depending on how big you are, just back and forth and it never really moves. Um, but yeah, that notice I said weight there, not fat, because if you eat a lot of crappy food, okay, in quotes, crappy that doesn't have a lot of protein and you're not training hard and it's just not a good quality of food as far as micronutrients are concerned, there is a very real possibility that you can lose weight and get fatter. It's happened. 
Okay, look at the McDonald's study. Okay, the Twinkie diet, the, I think out in Kansas, I believe, the guy that did that, he lost weight, okay, but didn't exactly look great. Um, so yeah, when it comes to calories, that's what that's where it stands. Um, but back to the quality, okay, that when it comes to the calories, that's all quantity, okay? We're assuming that, calories are taken care of whatever whatever you're trying to do okay whether that be lose weight maintain gain okay we're having the same conversation here now quality is where the good versus bad comes in now i gotta stop saying now i keep listening to these podcasts and it's like now 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 i apologize i will actively try to stop saying that and okay uh but good versus bad the way that i describe it to clients is when you're saying quote unquote of uh, food is quote unquote good okay that means it is high in it is very dense in micronutrients and it's favorable on the macronutrient side too now for those of you that don't know macronutrients are the big three protein carbs and fat and if you're bringing alcohol into the equation that goes in there too because that does have a caloric value now when it comes to their caloric value, one gram of protein is four. Uh, yeah, I want to make sure I get this right. One gram of protein is four calories. One gram of carbohydrates is four calories. One gram of fat is nine calories. And one gram of alcohol is seven calories. Now, that's just calories. Again, that's what's going to move the scale. But body composition, there's a lot more at play there. Okay. Uh, a gram of alcohol is going to affect your body different than a gram of protein. Um, but anyway, the, where was I going with that? <laughs> yeah. So it's basically what, what is in that, that food. Okay. Now a bad food would be something on the end of like a super processed food to the point where when it comes to the vitamins and minerals, a lot of them have just been washed out to the point where there's really not a whole lot of value there, or maybe a food just in, in like, it wasn't very valuable uh, micronutrient wise to begin with. Okay. Say you're ingesting something like one of those like generic cereals. I'm not talking like raisin bran or like fiber one, like those are on, as far as cereal goes, <laughs> those are like the only ones that have like any, nutritional value. But if we're talking like cocoa puffs, um, what are the other ones people like cinnamon toast crunch? Uh, yeah, all the good stuff that people seem to love like that, the base of that, like what they make it out of has almost zero nutri nutritional value. That's why you can go through a box of them and eat your face off, get a crap ton of calories from all the sugar and everything else that's in it. And you're not even full. Okay, and that is what I really believe is the difference between good versus bad foods. Like, is it satisfying your goal? Now, if your goal is to gain weight, that could be a very good food for you. Okay, let's say you have all of your, your this is assuming that all of your micronutrients are taken care of because those, like you wanna set a base of good nutritional habits. Yes, you can get away with eating foods that are not as micronutrient dense as long as 
you have other micronutrient dense foods in your diet. Now, I know that was like a lot of big words there for anybody who is listening that is not familiar with like certain like terms like this, but let me break it down a little bit simpler. Like I'll just lay out my diet. So like I, because of being a personal trainer, being on the floor all the time, I don't have a whole lot of time to sit down and have big meals. I'll have things like protein bars. Now, not exactly ideal. I would much rather be having an entire meal because a big meal that is very, very um, voluminous, like, I don't know if that's a word. There's a lot of volume, a lot of space on the plate is taken up by a good meal, like a big ass salad. That's always going to leave you more full. Now, I don't have that problem of being hungry because I'm always going, going, going. And when I'm working, I got to remind myself to eat. Now, say that's not you. It might be better to get like uh, a salad or maybe like a, a, a rice bowl with some beans and rice and protein like that might be better for you. So either way, if you had either of those options, you'd have a lot of micronutrients checked off. Okay, you'd have them in your diet, helping your body function at its best. Now, when dinner time comes around, it's like dinner time when it comes to nutrition meetings is never the problem. Dinner is always pretty much, eh, we do meat and veg. Perfect. <laughs> like keep doing that. As long as you have a vegetable a protein, you can get away with eating other stuff as long as the calories all add up. Okay, again, nothing is going to trump the calories as far as where your weight's going, depending on what you're trying to do. But when you have all of those taken care of, like you have a base of eating protein and vegetables at every meal or, in, or fruit, as long as all of those are in your day, you can get away with eating foods that aren't that great. And it, again, if you're trying to gain weight, that would be your base. And then you'd add in snacks like that cereal or trying to think of what else. Like if you see some of these like bodybuilders, like a lot of them have like cereals in the equation. They also have a crap ton of rice cakes. Like those are the guys that try and put on the most muscle without gaining a lot of fat in the process. So they, that's why I reference them. Because even though you might not be a bodybuilder, like when it comes to manipulating your body composition and trying to like look good and get toned. Those are the guys that, I mean, you can learn a lot from. Um, so yeah, like rice cakes, cereal, um, pasta, uh, what else? Maple syrup. So, um, if you're having like protein pancakes or something instead of having like I always do Walden Farms because it's zero calorie um but if I was trying to put on weight I'd go for that organic like true maple syrup because talk about calories like say you're a person that has a lot of trouble putting on weight maple syrup is like one of those things that I tell a lot of the scrawny high schoolers, like it, they should put that in their diet some way, shape or form. Cause it's so concentrated and it takes up almost no space in your stomach. So it's easy calories that'll help you put on weight. If that's what you're trying to do now, again, that's not you. Like the majority of us are trying to lose weight, then go for a zero calorie one or 
a different meal option altogether that won't force you to have syrup in any way, shape, or form. E anyway, either one's good. Yeah. Um, man, this is where I really wish I had a notepad. I really, I, I can go off on this, but I just need a direction. The gun is loaded. I just don't have a target. Um, yeah. So screw it. Let's just ramble. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I really did cover all of those bases. I really think that we talked about it to the extent that I wanted to. But I got a long drive, so let's keep this going. Um, I actually had a very good talk just before hopping on to do this podcast. I had a very, very good talk with a TikTok follower. Um, lovely lady. Um, we talked about how she was very, very sore to the point where she actually went to the doctor because she like could barely move her legs from soreness, like had a, like, uh, sorry if this is TMI, but I'm not giving away her name. So this is just to help you guys if you're in a similar situation, but she had like very, very dark urine to the point that it was concerning. Okay. If anybody listening has very dark urine to the point where it's like, almost like solidified or anything like that, go see the doctor, which is what she did, which was good. Um, but anyway, where was I going with this? She's very sore, um, very concerned about something like rhabdo, which for anybody that doesn't know what that is, a lot of CrossFitters get it, um, or not a lot, I shouldn't say a lot. It's mostly, most of the cases that are seen are in CrossFitters when it comes from exercise, because it usually comes from pushing yourself way too hard when you're not trained at that level. Okay. That gets the overtraining concept. If you're not ready for a workout and then all of a sudden you get your ass kicked and you keep going to the point where you can't move, you could potentially end up in the hospital, but that is very hard to do. <laughs> like that's why it's usually CrossFitters because the high level ones all have a all have like a screw loose in the head, which I respect because that's crazy determination, but can be dangerous. Uh, but with the, with this situation, it seemed like she had, we ran through what her typical workout was, what her recovery was looking like and all that stuff. And it pretty much comes down to biting off way more than you could chew right when you're starting back up because this specific person was going to the gym and she only had 30 minutes of interval or 30 minutes of a time frame because of um, pandemic stuff, I guess, and really couldn't get a whole lot of work in um, compared to what she just did when this happened. So she went from these 30 minute blocks of like just trying to get a good workout into a full hour of focusing on legs, which included like back squats, um, Oh, man, we just talked and I can't even remember what she said. Um, leg extensions and basically a lot of quad dominant stuff. Now, when it comes to working out and spreading your exercises out in the beginning, you kind of just want a little quick hit of everything. Okay? Like I told her, like when you're just getting back into the gym, doing something that's crazy 
high volume. Like, and when I say crazy high volume, I mean like anything over like 15, 20 sets of a specific body part. In this case, it was the quads. That stuff can happen to the point where you're so sore a week, two weeks afterwards, like where it, you can't even live your life because like you're, you can't sit down to take a crap because it hurts so bad. But you don't want to get to that point. So a good starting point when you're trying to get back into the gym after this pandemic is like starting off with like three days full body, which is what I have a lot of people doing online. A lot of people um, benefit from only doing three days a week in the gym, full body stuff. Now, when I say full body, I mean like sticking mostly to like compound lifts, like the stuff that requires more than one joint, not doing bicep curls, doing chin-ups instead, or lat pull-downs, doing squats instead of leg extensions, and doing three or four sets of those exercises and calling it a day. And then when you do that three days out of the week, you usually end up with like every muscle group gets about 10 sets per thing. Um, and yeah, it can, you can manipulate it based on how you're recovering and everything, but that's usually a good starting point. Just to get a little bit of soreness because if you're, if you're just starting a new program and you're not even sore the next day, you probably didn't do enough. Um, you want to get to the point where you have, you feel like you did something. You, you're sore for like maybe a day or two and that's it. And then you get back on that, that next day and you do the workout again and you're stronger. You're not like just trying to get through it or just trying to maintain where you were at and lifting the same weights and whatever. You're always wanting to be a little bit stronger, able to do a little bit more and then riding that day or two of soreness and then using that as a gauge where if you're too sore, like you're going to that three, four, five day mark and it's affecting your workouts then you got to back off a little bit. There's no shame in doing like a set or two doing like yeah, literally a set or two of an exercise doing 20, 30 minutes and then calling it a day heading out. Because if your recovery is not at the level it needs to be, or maybe you're just not at that level training wise where your body has adapted to that, that's okay. It's all about where you're at right now and then getting to a point where you can work on it and get better and better and better. So you, get, you just got to find your starting point and go from there. Now, when it comes to recovery, that's really the name of the game as far as like what you can handle. So I know I've hammered it in other podcasts, like previous podcasts. I'm pretty sure I did one just on recovery, but it plays a big role. That's why I harp on it so much. So if you guys haven't listened to it, just here are a couple like baseline level stuff, things that you can do to increase your recovery. So you'll be able to work out harder. And then when you work out harder and do more work, you get better results and it works just like that. And it's a beautiful thing. So when it comes to recovery, damn, I said so again. Um, <laughs> first thing, first and foremost is sleep. Now, I get it. Life gets in the way. It's very hard to sleep depending on what, what, and it can depend on like what um, stage of life you're in. Like if you're a teenager, your circadian rhythm is so off all the time and it's hard to fall asleep at night. Like I don't, I can't tell you how many people at work have kids that are teenagers and they're like, they just won't sleep. I tell them they need their sleep. And I'm just like, I mean, I did the same thing. You don't get tired when you're a teenager until it's like 2 a.m. And then you wake up on like no sleep and then it's just a continuous cycle. Okay. It, 
it's tough, but you got to do what you got to do. You got to figure out a way to do that, whether that be more nap time during the day, because naps can front load your sleep. Like if you know you're not going to get a lot of sleep because of something like say you're a shift worker or something like that, if you know it's going to be a night where you get very little sleep, but you have the opportunity to nap, do it. Okay, get those hours in and it contributes to the upcoming night. Um, but the gold standard is seven to nine hours of sleep, dependent on the person. Okay, some of us need less, some of us need more. Now, if you get it, if you get that seven to nine hours for the first time ever in a long time, and you wake up feeling like complete crap, and you think that, oh, sleeping too long makes me feel like crap, I'm going to go back to sleeping less. That's not how that works. Okay, that. That means that your sleep debt is extremely high. And what sleep debt is, is when you miss out on hours of sleep, there's that accumulative effect of missing those hours. And it's pretty much like what is making you feel like shit. Now, when you erase that debt, when you add hours into your sleep over time, over a week or two, and you get back to base level, your energy is going to be through the roof. Okay. But it can't be fixed in one night. If you go, it's just like money. If you're draining, if your bank account is draining and you're falling into debt, you can't just throw 20 bucks in and be like, oh crap, that didn't fix it. No, you got to fill it and then go past that and add a little bit extra in. Just God forbid that you have to spend more money or get less sleep. Okay. Go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, that's my rant on sleep. Second thing that I believe is the most important when it comes to recovery is hydration. If you're not hydrated, your cells are not operating at their highest level. Your body's not operating at its highest level. Okay. There's digestion is probably going to be affected. There's a whole host of things that happen when you are dehydrated that are not ideal for recovery. So you want about half your body weight in ounces of water. And then if you're working out that day, add a bottle. So I'll use myself as an example because 200 pounds is where I'm at. And that's a very easy calculation for someone as dumb as me, but 200 pounds myself, that's a hundred ounces of water. So you figure those, um, those bottles of water that are like the average pole in spring is like, what is it? 16.9. So we'll call it 17. So we'll say 20, it, like close enough to 20. I would need, so let's see, I would need a hundred ounces divided by 20. So that would be five bottles if it was a 20 ounce bottle, but it's not. So I'll go for six throughout the day, six bottles of water. Now let's say I'm working out that day. I will go for seven bottles of water. And if you guys struggle with drinking that many bottles, okay, I know it's not easy, um, get a bigger container. So like a shaker bottle, those usually go up to like 20, 30 ounces. So if that's the case, then you would probably need to fill up one or two less times because of how much is in there. And I know that Amazon has a lot of, uh, a lot of cool, uh, what is it like water bottles that are like the, uh, the ones with the handles on them that you carry everywhere. Like every kid has one when they go to soccer practice, but they have cool ones that like have like little tick marks. And there's some that have like tick marks for time, like time, <clears throat> sorry about that 
time of the day. There's other ones that are like super encouraging. So go ahead and check those out. I've seen a couple of really cool ones. Um, and on top of that, another thing that helps is frequency of drinking. Now, when I say drink half your body weight in ounces of water, I do not mean chug it all in the morning and then pee your brains out for the whole morning. That is not what I'm saying. Hydration is a consistent effort. That means little sips throughout the day consistently. Now, if you're working at a desk, this is perfect because if you set a little timer or like I know they sell again on Amazon, they have these things that wrap around the water bottle that just blink because nobody really wants to feel a vibration or hear like beeping noise, but it'll flash a little bit like a little light when it's time to drink and getting a sip in every like, I don't know what it is like every five minutes or 10 minutes throughout the day accumulates and that can help you get it done. And with all of that, you always want to keep your water within arm's reach because it's very easy to put off water and say, ah, oh, it's all the way in the kitchen or, oh, the, the water cooler is all the way across the office and just put it off, put it off, put it off. And then by the end of the day, you're dehydrated, you're irritable, you're more hungry because you didn't drink the water. <laughs> so get yourself a container. They're cheap. I don't want to hear any excuses. They are dirt cheap. Just go ahead and get one and you will feel so much better. Um, and the other thing, the next thing would be nutrition. So we got sleep, water, and nutrition. Okay. The nutrition aspect when it comes to recovery is really about protein and vegetables. Now, yes, the carbs and the fats play a big role, especially when we're working out hard, like they do have their place, but the big rocks are enough protein and vegetables. Now, protein, um, you ideally want somewhere around like um, where your lean body mass is. Now, a lot of us don't have access to that number. So when it comes to lean body mass, using a, like a in-body scanner or like something like that or a DEXA scanner, if you have access to one of those, those are expensive and they're kind of like only in research labs, but they give you accurate results. If you don't, like they'll tell you your lean body mass straight up. But if you don't have access to that, which most of us don't, use your goal body weight because more times than not, that's probably around what your lean body mass is. Now, for those of you that are this whole time are like, what the hell is lean body mass? Like pretty much if you were to take every shred of fat off your body and then step onto a scale, that's what your lean body mass number is. Um, so that's what we want to go for. But if you don't goal body weight, so myself, I want to get to like 180 pounds, but I know for, I can't say for a fact because every scanner has a degree of error, but my lean body mass number is roughly, oh, sorry guys, got to pull over. There's somebody actually, eh, I think they're okay. Um, but yeah, the, I know according to that scanner, my body mass number is give or take a couple pounds, uh, about 170. So if I'm eating protein, having 10 more grams of protein, that's like negligible. Um, 
especially because most food like all food labels off to a certain degree a dead accurate science um so having a little bit of extra protein especially when you're trying to lose weight is a good thing so set that number at about goal weight and if you're really losing like a pound or two a week going a little bit higher up in protein not a bad idea um and then when it comes to the vegetables getting like a fist at least at every meal or if you're going like breakfast time like to make sure people are getting fruits and vegetables i'm usually telling people get like a fruit at least at breakfast time and then for lunch and dinner get that fist of vegetables or a big ass salad or something like that. Those are like the base level things that I, that really make a big, big, big difference. And then observe, it's like an honorable mention because circles, people are going keto or just avoiding carbs in general because of blood sugar and crap. And it's like, I'm sorry, if you're not diabetic, blood sugar has no space in your vocabulary okay i unless your doctor tells you otherwise if you have like a specific medical condition that requires some sort of level of like um awareness and monitoring them uh, not saying listen to your doctor okay definitely listen to your doctor but for the average person the average healthy person okay carbohydrates are insanely helpful when it comes to recovery and performance in the gym and getting better results because it gives you it what carbs turn into is glucose or sorry what's going on here all right sorry about that um yeah glucose and then glycogen okay that glycogen is what's stored in your muscles that we use for energy during workouts along with fat. Like when you're working out, you're using a combination of carbs and fat and even lean body mass. If you're not taking in enough calories, um, you're using a certain percentage of all of those. So if you take out the big, big source of, pro of uh, energy that your body wants to use, all of a sudden your workouts are going to suck. And then when you're done with your workout and your body wants to recover and use something to help your body get that jumpstart on recovery, it wants to use carbs. But if it doesn't have carbs, it can't use them. And then all those little ketones are just not going to do the job. Okay. I know that they, that a lot of people try and preach that, but it's just not true. You just do not get as good of workouts, as good of a recovery going low carb as if you did minimal or moderate carbs. Um, so yeah, getting good quality ones like fruits and vegetables go a long way. And then having like some sort of rice or or sweet potato, regular potato, that stuff makes a big difference. Um, so yeah, that's and that's all I have to say about that. Uh, if anybody, <laughs> if anybody can quote or can tell me where where that's from. Uh, I mean, I'll just give you a big air high five. <laughs> got, got nothing to offer. Sorry. Uh, except a two week free trial. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, yeah, well, I think that's enough of a rant for one day. Uh, I hope that you guys got some value out of this. I know I went on a couple different tangents there. I hope you stayed with me, but 
if for some reason anything was a little bit confusing or you need some clarity on it on anything feel free to reach out okay you can find me at coachfits1 at gmail.com for any like that's my email or if you want to go through instagram or tiktok it's coach underscore f-i-t-z-z okay you can always find me there and yeah if you want to take advantage of that two-week free trial go ahead go to coach fits coach f-i-t-z-z.com and there's a little tab that says work with me at the top and then you hit that fill out the application and we can get this roll in okay or if you want to just again reach out on instagram tiktok feel free to do that um and i can get you set up that way so uh, this will be going up on monday okay i am making a commitment to do this every monday expect a podcast so everybody have a happy monday and have a kick-ass week and i'll see you next week <laughs>